Hey everybody, and welcome back to You Wanna Do What? The podcast where Dungeons and Dragons sometimes happens. Tonight we are going to be joined by, well, not Frockris, he, he, he dead. <laughs> We're going to be joined by Cassidy and Theodore, Echo, King Quacker, Lula, Bickle, and a new person, TBD. We're going to figure out what's going on. First, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been donating on the uh, the GoFundMe for the the two people who lost their apartment and the someone who just most recently uh, ended up almost getting evicted. So, honestly, you guys came through, got them some money, got them, you know, safe place to live for the next couple of months, so... Big thanks. Much love and respect. Also, a quick thank you to the guys at Mission to Zix. I believe I mentioned them before. They have just finished their series. Not season. Series. Uh, my dad wrote a porno. Same thing. I've also been listening to Rolling for what now? These guys are freaking hilarious. Latest episode, number 25. Just came out a few days ago. Check it out. Uh, they're battling hordes of the undead. And spiders and trolls. Um, no spoilers. Also, to uh, lizards and locations. Those guys, again, hilarious. Fey Earth, just two days ago, episode 32. Season 32, episode 11, part 1. Holy seasons, Batman. The Lou Carcol. I, I can't pronounce that. I apologize. Uh, over at Curse of Stradavia. Stradania. I ugh, messed that up. I'll fix it in post. No, I won't. I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, Primus Sharp Edge Dice, who, even though recently we did have a contest giving a free set of dice out, our, uh, our winner has not yet gotten in contact with us, so we will be restarting the draw next week. And for the heck of it, we might even uh, choose again a different set of dice to see. Maybe we could uh, try a different set of exclusive dice if these ones didn't, you know, uh, they didn't float your duck. <clears throat> and, of course, if you ever want to get in contact with us, at you want to do what on, you want to do what podcast on Twitter, you want to do what at gmail.com. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> we rejoin Lula with a fainted bickle in room 86, known only as the Archives. This chamber is cool and smells of scented candles. In addition to many bound books, there is a bowl of fire on a pedestal with a feather quill sticking out of it. Lula sits, trying to wake Bickle as he collapses in the door, exhausted after she has simply woken and begun to read again. Lula, what do you want to do? Uh, you know what? He'll wake up when he wakes up. I'm gonna go back and do me some reading. Okay. As this happens, you just leave Bickle to lie there for, well, let's say, 2d4 hours. Five hours. He's unconscious for five freaking hours. Mm, peace and quiet. <sighs> <laughs> You're... <laughs> 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 Brushing my balls here. 
I'm I'm pushing buttons and I like it. <laughs> are you able to show me a map where I am in accordance to where they are? Uh, very are just... soon we'll be seeing if they bump into you first or you bump into them first, my good friend, as okay. you have yet to so much as meet the party. Okay. Alright, so Lula, you spend your time watching the unconscious Bickle just... Oh, I'm reading. I've got these hands. And you've got us. As you read for the next five hours, his duckliness, you have found yourself in room 19. If you'd be so kind as to check in the main chat, I will be sending you details of your room very soon. Duly noted. You are currently finding yourself in a very ducky bedroom. In this bedroom, you see crackling embers of the warm fire in the hearth. Invite visitors into this bedroom for rest. Pillows on a turned-down bed nestle themselves for a moment as bottled... Fire to your left darts excitedly, keeping the room with a very gentle candlelight glow. This sounds relaxing. In fact, it is meant to be very relaxing. Okay. Please check the main chat to see the bedroom and ignore the bottom right words. Nailed it. Um, I hate to tell you this, but I'm half blind and I can't even read that small. Fair enough, but why would you hate to tell me that? That's a good thing. No, it's not, because now oh, I just gave you all this. The thing is, you may have sight issues, but your character doesn't. That's the important one. It is. All right, so I am in this bedroom. I mean, and I want to roll to do an investigation check. Uh, very well. What would you like to investigate? I want to see if there's any random objects left, by, left behind by other patrons that have passed through this room at any point in time. I love it. Awesome idea. Go ahead and roll. <clears throat> well, that wouldn't have worked. Was it? I put a face where I didn't need a face. Oh. That'll do. 26. 26. So you managed to look around, finding a fire tail caught in a bottle of trappings. This polysomic fey creature of living flame loops and darts dazingly in the bottle, bewitching those who gaze upon it. It communicates by changing its blaze from fiery orange to blue-white, and varying the intensity, hue, and temperature, the pattern of coloration is how it communicates. It is immune to heat and suffers additional cold damage if let out of the bottle. Ooh. Is this something I can put in my satchel, or do I need to have it along my hip? I would say you could put it in your satchel. It's not hot. It's light. Okay. 
So I'm going to go ahead and put the um, bottle in my satchel. And what was the other thing that I found? So. Was that the only thing you I found? That the closet actually is a locked door. With a 26, you manage to peer through the door and see it is not a magical portal, but in fact, another room off it entirely. You said it's locked? It is. Reaching your little ducky feathers in, you don't feel the familiar tinkle of the portal as your little ducky yeah, feathers go through the cracks of the door. Hmm. We'll come back to that. Um, let's see. Actually, no, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pull, he's going to pull what he pulled back in another, another area. Uh, he's going to attempt to break the door down. You can certainly try. All right. So that's going to be a strength check. Yes. With my modifier, correct? Correct. And that's a 14. So how do you want to break down the door? Uh, well, he's gonna ball up his little uh, his he's gonna ball up his ducky hand and just give it a good old fashioned punch right near the latching mechanism. Ducks don't have hands; they have wings. But there are bones in those wings. See, a fist is just a ball of bones. We're scary people. <laughs> Our logic right, is episode, flawless. Right, episode. A fist is just a ball of bones. <laughs> Am I wrong? No one catch that. No, that's the problem. All right. Scare me. So does a fourteen. All right. So the 14, you give it a hard whack with your ducky wing and a pfft as the door inwards. <laughs> I don't need the rest of them. Whack, whack, whack. I opened the door myself. And he's gonna walk through. <laughs> uh... See, we'll roll for a perception check to see what I'm actually looking at. One moment. <clears throat> this scorched and soot-covered hall is guarded by a giant skeleton holding a scythe. A gentle breeze folds its embroidered robe, while a strange fire licks the inside of the beast's ribcage. What do you want to do? Whack. I'm going to try to do a history check on it. Twenty. Just a second here. My 
web browser decided to close out on me. Oh, yeah, I feel that. Parry the platypus. We return. We Sorry, that was my ringtone. <laughs> that is legitimately my ringtone. Let's see. I'm so sorry. It I'm took us so long. It's okay. Where's you didn't miss it? Um. Yeah, you missed um practically nothing. Right, so that would be a twenty one for the uh history check. Very well. You see this giant skeleton standing twelve feet tall and looks to be made of the bones of giants. In actuality though, you notice is not giant bones, but human bones that have been magically enlarged. By carrying a staff, a small magical fire burns in the chest, a byproduct of the magics that were used to make it. These flames begin just above the pelvis and reach upward to lick at the collarbones. Mysteriously, no burning or scorching occurs where the flame touched the bone. You notice that this was a very famous person in the past life, and using their bones as such could either be considered to be a great honor or heresy. Heresy! Let's see. Guess I'm gonna perform an arcana check on it now, just to make sure it's not gonna murk me whenever I get near it. <laughs> Mark. Mark. Let's see here, arcana. I get a plus eleven. There it is. Eighteen. <clears throat> Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You're still in duck form, are you not? I can't remember from last episode if I went out of my duck form. I assumed I was still in my duck form because you said I was. It was my ducky wing that broke the door open. Hmm. There's a very specific reason I asked, but I'm. I can't explain it yet. Uh oh. Okay. Let's just say you're lucky. Are you feeling lucky? Well, apparently I am now. As you cast this arcana, trying to uh, get a feel for what's going on, you notice that the robes of the guardian itself seem to decorate the walls. And you notice other corpses along the walls that are not wearing robes. These ones have bodies in them. Huh. I am, uh... Oh, 
trying to figure out what I'm going to do here. <laughs> All right, so McQuacken is still away. Waddle, waddle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a big part of me that wants McQuacken to just waddle away, but there's the other part of me that's curious. <sighs> Don't go killing yourself, because I'm not there to fucking save you. All right, so from my understanding... I had 59, McQuackens has 59 health remaining. You're gonna fucking kill yourself. Very minimal healers around you right now. Yeah, don't. Uh, I'm, I, I am, I have healing spell, spells that I can cast on myself. Feels. <laughs> healing feels. Like to be hails, hails. To be fair, wild state is technically hit <sighs> points. I need to be drunk. Okay, so. Uh... Get drunker, yeah. <laughs> Creature you touch regains the number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus your spell casting ability modifiers. Constructs. Alright, so I am going to cast uh, second level Cure Wounds on myself. Okay. I, I have my reasons for this. Okay. As soon as you, you know, cast Cure Wounds on yourself, regaining how much? Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh oh. Sir, I don't think you. There you go. So that's eight. So I regain eight. As soon points. as you cast this spell, you immediately notice the giant's eyes snap open. Oh no. It looks at you. No longer seeing you as just a duck. Now someone posing as a duck who is not wearing the robes. Okay, um, 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 um. <laughs> uh, roll for initiative. Uh, I knew that was coming. While this is going on, I am going to give Echo and Cassidy a favor. They may either join in with the current fray by popping in, or roll in 100 and see where they end up. Entirely up to you. you. Ooh, I got a 20. I got a nat 20. We're going to join the fray. Go for initiative. Woohoo, 21. 
Oh, Echo 21. And Cassidy. Four for Cassidy, and then... What? One for Theodore. <laughs> She's drunk. You're letting the drunk one roll. Tipsy. I'm so tipsy, and this is bad. <laughs> You're drunk. Oh, by the way, everyone, don't forget, there is also a mechanic we have in-game, I Know a Guy, where you can roll a d20 thanks to Mythos Shack, and then you can see how someone's going to come to your rescue. Somehow. Oh, first in the order is Echo. What do you want to do? Um, set the scene for me as we were trying to take care of something with uh, the previous tenant while uh, this was all going on. Uh, within Not a the... problem at all, my friend. So, you find yourself in a large hole appearing from the portal to the far right, seeing a duck about to have its head chopped off by a, a giant scythe-wielding giant that is currently not but skeleton, wearing a dark cloak. Immediately, I am going to cast the spell Polymorph, targeting that creature. Giant? Yes, the giant. Okay. And the form I intend for it to take is that of a snail. Okay. So what kind of saving throw does this thing need to make? Don't mind me, I'm checking that right now so I can read it to you. I It is a wisdom saving throw, and my spell save DC is a... Let me just double check here. Uh, 16, actually. Okay, so I have to beat a 16. Yep, yep. Ah, crud. Oh, well, it still went through. Uh, 11. Nope. So immediately the giant takes the form of the snail, and I yell, Nobody touch it. Nobody hurt it. If it dies, it becomes the thing again. And that's the end of my turn. And you are now out of combat, you jerk. Thanks for taking my literal brush with death encounter and be like, become snail. <laughs> Can we That's all like the button? assassin snail. God, I just want to swoop over and just snag it. Save or suck spells. That's all. That's what they're called. Uh, Apollo, you are not there, my friend. No, I know, I know. I was just saying if I was. <laughs> so, um... In fact, no as in, this I'm giant... No as this giant gets shrunken down and then... into a little bit of a... snail. Uh, <laughs> you see this unknown figure enter the room. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Apollo. Well, it's not really going to be a figure. 
and I'm probably not going to show myself outright. So okay. I guess I'm going to attempt. I guess I'm going to attempt to stay hidden, and do some kind of stealth check in order to stay hidden. Okay, so you want to do some recon on them before you engage. Yes. Okay, that I get. That makes sense. And Doug, I'm about eight point seven inches in height. What? You're a gnome? 22 centimeters, 8.7 inches. I suppose you are an owl. Just a very tiny owl. So, no, actually, well, if you're 19 inches, that's not a tiny owl, that's an average No, size. no, I, I said 8.7 inches. Oh, my mistake. Okay, so, yes, you are Narrative. a very tiny owl. And you make a sneak check. Okay. Twenty nine. <laughs> Sneaky sneak, my perception doesn't see that. <sighs> okay. So, as you explore this room, snail in hand, not noticing the little owl in the corner, you see your friend for the first time in many months or many days. How long has it been? My friends? No, you're in the shadows. Okay, I was about to say. I was referring to the fact that uh, King Quacken would remember Echo and Theodore and Cassidy. Hmm. Uh, should I you want me to roll and just like roll a 1d20 and we go off that what you're, you're, you've rested with them before yeah they recognize you should recognize us or if not role play it that way just make the decision oh. does king quackens have short term memory loss or not <laughs> it really depends on the day uh, so yeah. quackens are gonna turn F Earth is. Are they now standing in front of McQuackens? Echo had simply immediately popped out of a portal, cast Polymorph to save your ass, and is now holding a snail in her hands. And okay, so they they are in duck. front of me. Sir Duck, it is a pleasure to meet you once again. Quack quack. And that note. Um, I have a question for Sir Quack. Yes. Uh, aren't snails part of your natural diet? They are, yes, but, 
McQuackens just watched a t- very, very tall skeletal figure get turned into a snail. He's not going to eat it. To be fair, that is something that a, your creature would naturally eat. You are correct. You are correct. But he also just was staring down death before it went into snail form. Good point. Okay, I'll, I'll concede that point. Alright, so... Uh, I forgot to ask you, Doug. <laughs> The eight hit points that I rolled for, uh, did my character have to get those back? Or... What, sorry? Uh, when I when I cast Cure Wounds and I rolled a... and I got an eight, did I get those eight hit points back? You most certainly did. In fact, uh, what you also notice is that on the floor, under where this giant creature was, you now see an anklet which glimmers in the sunlight in a way that you're not familiar with. Ah, so it's something shiny. Correct. Uh, so as soon as he gives the uh, the three the quack quack, his eyes are going to be captured by the shiny, and he is going to start waddling towards shiny. And if you want to make a check on it, uh, investigation, arcana, history. I'm working on it. I, I'm having to flip around pages here. Oh, there. I want to go ahead and do... Uh... We'll go ahead and do an arcana check on it. Okay. 1d20. Nope, that's not what I wanted to do. There we go. Now Discord's cooperating. That's a 17. With a 17, you can tell that this is not only magically enchanted, it is an ancient enchantment. You can tell it gives a great gift, but also has a very steep price. Now, is this is the gift only bestowed if the anklet's put on? Correct. All right, so he's gonna reach out with his ducky wing, and yeah, you know what? No, he's gonna reach down and he's gonna he's gonna take the anklet in his bill. Very well. So, you take the anklet in your bill. Nothing happens. And he's going to turn around to... I believe it's... Was it Echo that... cast the, uh, the, 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 the snail spell? Snail spell? Echo cast the spell that turned the snail, uh, skeleton giant into a snail, yes. Okay, so he's going to turn around with the inklet in, in Bill and waddle over to Echo and present it to Echo. Hesitantly, the fairy grabs it. Magic 
causing the object to shrink in her hands. Are you sure about this, Sir Quackers? I'm really getting tired of that. <clears throat> Exasperated, she just takes the item and investigates it herself. So, you guys all hear a book out of the darkness as I move as I move my location to where the sound did not originate. Wax? Did anyone hear that? Wax, wax. And I'm just going to follow the wall and see what they do about the the source of the the uh, of the burk. Alright, so <clears throat> McQuackens is going to look behind where he was where the, the source comes from. Or he's gonna look to where the source came from. And then he's going to shift back into his humanoid form. Oh my, I don't think I've ever seen you this way. And, uh, how do you look, good sir? Uh, he is six foot one, dark, ashy skin. He wears a shoulder pauldron on the right side and has a half, he wears a half kimono. So from the waist up, he's bare, besides for the pauldron on his shoulder. You see the little fey bite her lip at the tall, imposing figure. And just smile and accept her gift. <laughs> I don't believe there's dogs here. We you did a hellhound. Maybe there's another one of those. I'm Let's going to... Uh, and I'm going to... that fairy fire ignites in the room, filling it with more light. I'm going to use my racial trait to cast fairy fire. Very well. So as you illuminate the room, you notice that not only are there three portals on the bottom floor, but hidden almost imperceivably in the darkness is a set of stairs that leads up to yet another room. I'm going to keep my back towards them so my feathers blend in with the stone. Did you uh, know staircase before? No, I was in the room adjacent to this one. Let's just approach it with caution, then. Echo starts to approach the stairs and uh, look, up, look up them to see if she can check anything for danger before venturing forward. So what you want to say, again. check for traps, or...? So I'm going to go ahead, and while she's doing that, I want to go ahead and roll against his stealth and roll for perception to see if I can find him. Or find, see anything else in this room that I didn't see before. You certainly can. The 19. The 19, you also noticed that what was hidden the darker... A robe of fire resistant. 
makes you in, in totally immune to the effects of normal fire, torches, flaming oil, bonfires, etc. Molten lava, hellhound breath, or a wall of some fire which will cause damage per round. Only if you have the fire within the robe will it damage you. All fire would have immune. Ooh, I am going to take that and I am going to put it on immediately. In a moment, I'm going to... There you are. Thank you. <clears throat> I'll have to come now, back Now, exceptionally through, hot fires, like Dragon Breath, Pyrohydra Breath, you know, extraordinarily powerful spells will still get past it, but otherwise, you could walk on lava. You're good. Um, I will definitely... I will definitely have to come back and put this uh, whenever I get back on my laptop, actually get it put into my inventory. Very well. Shall I pin it to the messages to make it easier for you to find? That would be great. Thank you. I'm also curious to the uh, item that I got. I don't need to know what it is specifically uh, if it's uh, an item of curiosity, but uh, just a name to mark it down as. Very well. I was going to say, I don't believe you gave me a na the name of the object. Okay, sounds good. The Anklet of Walking. Ah. Alright, so, so I, was not a I was not able to see past his, his, uh, his stealth check. Correct. You do, however, notice that there is a very fine silver set of candles sitting by the window, which has now gone dim. They sparkle with an absolute beautiful radiance. You know that these will fetch a pretty penny. Hmm. The Quackens is going to look at him. He's going to debate and contemplate. His hand's going to reach out slowly. But then it's going to fall back to his side. Because he doesn't want anything. He doesn't want to take anything else out of the room. Very well. He will, he will inform Echo. Uh, he will inform Echo, though, that there is a... Rather... What, candlestick? Candlestick or candlestick holder? Or did I mishear you? Uh, yes, they are candlesticks. Uh, he's going to... McQuackens is going to be like, uh, there's some really nice candlesticks here. Uh, they look like they could get you a good worth of gold if you want them. Candle candlesticks being offered? Yes. Worth oh, money. I might be able to Quite pocket but isn't this uh, chump change in comparison to the price of the job? Uh, where is my other fairy friend? Suddenly noticing the absence of Lula. Did you lose her? How could you? I woke up in this room. And you weren't worried? 
if you woke up, no, you didn't wake up in this room, you liar. You woke up in the ducky room. You woke up in a bedroom adjacent to okay. the, You can make a deception check. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say, but they don't know that. No, no, no. I, I don't do that. I don't do that. He realizes where he's at, and then he corrects himself. The room adjacent to this one is the one I woke up in. I come through. I broke through the door that led into this area. I guess it's another mystery we need to solve from this place. We can't keep getting separated, though. I'm not sure what we're supposed to do. We could tempt it with the portal, attempt it with the stairs. Perhaps I have a better idea. I'm not sure how well this magic works, how well I can control it, but this crown that I wear upon my head has the power to teleport. Normally, it should work for locations, but with hope, maybe I can pinpoint on the location of a dear friend of ours and we can teleport there. It's worth a shot, maybe. I have been observing since we got here. I don't feel like there's any rhyme or reason to these portals. I... Hey everybody, and uh, welcome back. Uh, thanks for joining us again in the second half of the show. <laughs> uh, just a, a little bit of a, an issue, nothing to have to worry about. I'll take care of it in editing. You won't even notice it happened. So, we rejoin everybody currently befuddled in a large hall with a, a now-revealed staircase in the back leading upwards to another room that does not contain a portal. What do you guys want to do? I am going to follow everybody else, but I'm also going to use my um, primeval uh, prim, prim, yeah, I can't talk. <laughs> uh, primeval awareness, and basically I can go ahead and take note of any aberrations, celestials, dragons, elements, fey, fiends, or undead within a mile of my location. Well, you probably sense a lot. Actually, yeah, probably. The only things you sense are what is in the room with you. And what do I sense in the room with me? Your party and a snail. No, I thought that, that we moved to the different room. Not at this time. Hmm? Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I'd like to remind everyone to move a bit quickly. We only have a certain amount of time before this lovely little snail critter, as she pets the head of the snail, turns back into a vicious foe. So I would like to be out of this room before that time occurs. All right. So, so as you up. pat the snail gently, all you hear is like a little... Which would be the angriest snail you've ever heard. McQuackens is going to laugh. So angry, so feisty, I love you. <laughs> Are you baby talking, my giant skeleton? It sounds like it. <laughs> Alright, so... <sighs> do we want to 
try the portal, or do we want to go up to the stairs and see what's up there? I have no say in the matter, so. Yeah, you're not there, technically. Echo. Sorry. <laughs> Did you tune out a little bit there? Uh, more or less uh, discussion between uh, the combined players. That is us. Oh, no, no, no worries. I fully encourage you guys to conspire against me. I mean, honestly, there's even a room called Not the Dungeon Master's Room I set up for you guys and banned myself from, so that way you can conspire against me. Fantastic. I take my job seriously. Uh, but no, uh, what did I miss that uh, someone said echo? Uh, that was me. Uh, uh, they so were just McQuacken... wondering where you were going. Yeah, McQuacken's turned to you and asked if we wanted to try the portal or if we wanted to explore the upstairs to see if there was anything of importance there. Let's just try one of these portals first. They're random. Perhaps we'll be lucky. Uh, lead the way, and I will follow. So, you choose to go to the portal, roll a d100 and see where you end up. Kidoki. Mm, That's not what I wanted to type. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Room number 69. <laughs> Ironically, on episode 70, nice. <laughs> it was... Uh, I was obligated. <sighs> I was obligated. <laughs> As you pass through the portal, feeling yourself in the bathroom... This cool privy smells like old sewage. Perhaps you can have a moment of privacy. The chamber pot to the left operates as normally uh, once housed a poo fuka. Don't ask, unless you want to make a significant check. I'm sorry, I was in the middle of trying not to die, what'd you say? <laughs> what does it smell like? What does the room smell like? I need it descriptive. Okay, imagine if a skunk took a crap. Then, if that crap could take another crap, that's what this room would smell like. Repulsed, so repulsed by the, the smell? Um, how many of our party members are with us? It is, uh, currently Quackers, Echo, Cassidy, Theo, and is the new person Apollo still following us through the portal? I, I am. I'm currently flying above you, and you want me to do another, a, uh, another stealth check? I'll try to perceive you, so perhaps, uh, contest these. 
Okay, go ahead. I have a 22 for perception. 21, but I believe I have a van on stealth. <laughs> oh, I can die I then. Let's go. 23. You still evade my sight. So I immediately uh, try and use the teleportation crown teleport and am trying to gather all the party pet members that I know. If they don't, if they don't willingly want to come with the spell, they don't have to. But I'm trying to teleport us all to Lula's location. Whether or not this works or not, DM, that's up to you in a D100 roll. Uh, with all respect, DM. it's actually not up to me. This is written into the game that as soon as you try to teleport, you end up right back in the same room that you start from. You just move a few feet to another direction. Sounds good. So we bamf and still end up in the same room. Charge wasted and Echo looking even more confused. Oh, who wants to do what with the bathroom? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and roll an investigation check. <laughs> As to why I'm investigating, I have no clue, because I feel like all I'm going to find is Dookie. Uh, <laughs> Never know. <clears throat> is there a door around us? Uh, the application... Uh, only the door... From whence you came, or from that you came in, yes. It, it's just a, it's literally a bathroom. All right, give me just it's a moment. It's just a deceptively placed bathroom. Okay, then I'm, I'm going to go back out through the portal. And I'm <coughs> going to pick no, no, up the No, no, not even snail. a portal. Just a bathroom. Oh, well, you said from where we came, so I assume the portal's still there. All right, I got a 23 on my investigation. Nope, as soon as you guys went in, it looks like the rooms are connected, I should say, as if there was no portal. It's a, what you might call a seamless transition. So normal, no more portal? Nope, and not until everyone leaves the room. In fact, only two people can fit in the room at a time, it says. so, Or two medium creatures, rather. Alright, so I rolled a 23 on my investigation check. There's a long-forgotten magical word that used to work in this bathroom. You can feel it etched into the the magic of the room over time. However, should this magical word be used, only heaven knows what would actually happen. The chamber pot to the right, inside the toilet, you see a shifting, sleeping gray ooze. The slimy horror looks like a wet stone on a sedimentary rock formation. It is twelve feet long. It slumbers quietly. All right, McQuackens is going to step back 
and he's going to whisper, I don't know who was in here before us. It's a massive, massive turd. They sure did forget to flush. Alright, and would I have to roll an arcana check to find this said magic word? Tell you what, give me a history check. History? Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Give me a second, I gotta switch back over to pages, and my phone is being really, really, really slow today. Nope, I get it. I get <coughs> it. Okay, let's see here. That is not what I want. I want my skills. Aha! That's what I need it. Roll. No, I wanted I wanted a one. I didn't want a Q. Uh, twenty-two. All right. So you know, looking around this bathroom. In the time that it was made, and the magics that remained afterwards, that simply telling it to be clean in its tongue would be enough for it to do so. I'm sorry, I spaced for like a split second. What was that last part? <laughs> oh, you cheater. I think I'm getting a contact buzz for me, Doug. No. Alright, so. As you look around, noticing the history of the room, and remembering around the time it was built, it strikes you that simply telling it to be clean in its native tongue would do the job. Hmm. Uh, would I know its native tongue? Ah, you didn't roll that high. How much higher would I have to roll? That was a 22. You'd have to get at least a nat 19. This is a very difficult check. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so we'll go ahead and roll another history check on it. See if I can possibly figure out what this native tongue is. And add a Bardic Inspiration die to it. It's a D8. So it'd be a... Seven. I got a nat 10. Oh, wait. Uh... Oh, let's see here. So I have to roll a 1d8. All right, so that you look around, noticing that the room in one area that you've just come from is of a different design than this, clearly outlying its different builders and its different lineage. This strikes you almost as dwarvish, but not quite. Dwarfish. 
gonna make me go over here real quick. Hold up. Inventory features and traits. Is there anything you want to do, uh, Echo, while I'm trying to figure this out? In fact, while you take your time to figure it out, Lula has finally had Bickle rise from his slumber. And after his snoring and many grasps at the air in the shape of bupts, as I said bupts, I don't know why, leave me alone, the shape of butts, <laughs> as if grasping them in midair, he comes to you and says, Lula, you have any waffles? Oh, you're finally awake. Uh, no, I don't have waffles. Can you make waffles? Alright, so I'm Let me clarify that. Do you know how to make waffles? I don't know. And I really want waffles. Sorry. <laughs> we're having a conversation about the hell were you? friend group chat. Uh, uh, sorry. I was reading. I don't have food. I have my weed. I, I suppose I could try to eat it, but I don't know if it will go down the same. You're not eating my weed! You can have a hit oh, off the pipe. A problem. Uh, do you have any food? I haven't eaten in two days. And neither have you, uh, but look at it. Actually, I have... Let me find it, make sure we're... Okay, so just as a side note here, we cannot leave the uh, facilities until we figure out this puzzle, correct? Oh, you can leave. We can? Yeah. The only thing that won't happen is the ooze won't be flushed down the toilet. Oh! I have 22 pounds of blueberries! A lot of blueberries. Yeah, <laughs> I also have some nice cheese and berry wine. So, <clears throat> oh yes, cheese wine. <laughs> Breakfast of champions, cheese <laughs> wine. <laughs> berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little bit of berries and cream. So, <laughs> I just want you to know, all of you have made me suffer tonight in different ways. I'm so glad. Oh my god, that, that one was so time. close. Back it with was it. So close. <clears throat> Can I 
throw berries at Fickle. I just so what I do with my animals when we eat popcorn is we just take a handful of popcorn and throw it on the floor and let them eat it off the floor. I want to do that with Fickle. Oh. <laughs> you want to do what? I want to throw some blueberries on the floor so you can eat them. That's. Okay, you, you made me say our podcast name and not realize it. <laughs> I can't even. It's really speak. starting to rub off on me. I can't even speak how loud she's laughing, but uh, you you may not have been raised by the Fae, <laughs> but you sure act like the Fae. Like SpongeBob means. Okay. Explain to me how you would like to go about this. Me? Tell me what it is specifically you would like to do. Me? You'd like to do yourself? Are you? Are, I'm asking. Are you talking to me? Because I don't know if you're talking to the others. No, no, Lula. What is it you're okay. wanting to do? So I'm basically gonna take, uh, hmm, probably half a pound of, like point five, half a pound of blueberries, and I'm just gonna toss them onto the floor where Bickle is. <laughs> because she's sitting up on her shelf reading her books. And then she's gonna, like, take, a, you know, some bites out of a few berries and eat some. So you're feeding him like a pig. Like my pet. <laughs> Should I roll to see if Pickle is into it? I sent a very good gift representation of what's going on right now. <laughs> oh yes okay so Bickle believing that you're just trying to give it to him but your aim is terrible keeps eating the berries off the floor with her. oh oh, oh, oh no go that one oh no oh it's still too much to the left your aim is terrible oh that one was in my eye She's just gonna go back to her reading. He spends the next ten minutes looking for discarded blueberries. Cause half a pound of blueberries is actually still a lot of blueberries. That's a lot of blueberries. I mean, usually they do it by the pint or the quart, yeah. depending on where you're from. Can we get them by the ounce? Uh, we usually get them by the pint or the quart. Although we also have fruit baskets, like ridiculously specific fruit baskets for specific fruits. And they're all compostable. Anyway, enough about weird Canadian culture. Okay, so. Have I learned anything from reading? Uh, actually, yes. Pull a D6. A D6? Mm-hmm. 
four. Right. Bear with me. I'm just double checking something. And I also think I told you I'm going to read every book in that room. Exactly. I'm just trying to find which specific book it is that you got from the shelf and what it does. I have to scroll all the way back to your page and then go back to down to theirs and it gives you a plus one to all intelligence rolls. So plus one to your intelligence. Okay. All right, and so Bickle's done eating off the floor. As, oh, by the way, King Quackers, I sent you what it was in in a personal message in Discord. I just realized that. I wasn't quite sure if you saw it, judging by, I, I saw you were saying something in the chat about not understanding it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't speak that language. Very well. <clears throat> So, as Lula feeds the pickle on the floor, the rest of the party closes the door, not wanting anything else to do with that bathroom, and then clicks shut. Heading back down the stairs, you see that the snail only has but mere moments until it turns back into the giant skeleton. Choose a door. Um, 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 um. DM. Yes? I'm going to try to sneakily fly extremely fast as a snare and chuck it through one of the portals at random. Oh! I have to look something up in the book. Hold on. Okay. Because it shouldn't break I once I pick it up. I have to go back to the because it shouldn't break once I pick it up. True. Unless you're specifically saying that you do it like to crush it, then no. So bear with me. Uh, and you're going to And my flight speed right now is 40 feet uh, flying. <laughs> Technically, yes, you you can you can do a strength check to grab it out of the uh, the hand of the fey creature, or was Wait. it Cassidy that was holding it? Out of the hand of who? I don't think anybody was holding. Echo is still holding it. Correct. Okay, yeah, it wasn't Cass holding it. Cassidy yeah. hates everybody, and she usually just sticks no. to the back of the party. Hold on, no. Fair enough. So, as you roll a D100, hang on, I hang on, I can't hear anything. Um. Okay. So, Echo was holding it until we left the room. It would be on the floor at that point, correct? Correct, because we went into the bathroom and then back. Oh yes. So the owl would be able to swoop it up and yeah. huck it into somewhere just by making a a very easy strength check. 
Okay, Echo, no, you do not need a grapple check against a snail whose strength is literally one. Okay, okay. okay, what do you want me to roll because I'm basically just going to be barrel rolling at it, picking it up <gasps> and trying to yeet it through one of the poodles without them noticing me. Strength check. Just a, just a straight strength? Straight strength. Add your modifier, though. It's going to be pretty easy, but this is more for just to make sure you don't screw it up. I would go so far as to say dex, but owls are extraordinarily dexterous when it comes to flying, so that would have made no sense. And this would not be counted as a saving throw, correct? Because technically the snail's making the saving throw? Uh, I wasn't going to give the snail a saving throw. It's a snail. I was just going to okay. give you a difficulty setting, which was like three. So you got a 14. You successfully pick up the snail, and then gliding with a... You then huck it into room... 1D100. Room 67. I have to now go find where a snail has been hucked. Oh no! What? Oh no, no, no! Is that the room I'm in? Actually, no. <laughs> Is it the same room that we're in? No. Room 67. Upon entry, you notice the air is warmer and a sliver of light is coming through the cracks of the hatch at the top of the ladder that you pop out. <sighs> the wind pulls gently at you as oh the my God. tumbles down from the incredibly high parapet that it once sat on. It goes down, 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 and into infinity, you bastards. And none of us see <laughs> as Polly. We don't have to deal up. with it ever again. So no one sees me, right? Uh, no one saw you do it. So yes, you hucked it out. You see that uh, part on the left? I sent you guys a picture. Where that trapdoor is, it's supposed to lead up that trapdoor, and then gravity was supposed to shift, making it kind of a funky transition. But no, you just have the door fly open, because that's what it's supposed to do. And then a snail gets yeeted off into the distance. Well, I remain hidden. You do so. As the party walks back downstairs and notices a distinctive lack of snail. Did did you did you get hungry, Echo? Uh, unfortunately, a snail is not part of a phase diet. Look, it wasn't me. It was here, though. I could have sworn it was here. Do you think it just? Walked its way into one of the portals? It was a snail. It would have still been halfway across the floor. 
You're and as you hear the distinctive voice of, it would have slid when halfway across the floor, floor, floor. As you step through the portal and see Lula throwing blueberries at Bickle, who is rooting them off of the floor and eating them like a piggy. I've, 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 I've seen a lot of things since joining you guys. But I didn't think you guys were like this. Oh, well, she's just giving me a good time with the blue. McQuackens is going to shake his head as he walks towards Lula. Another fairy friend! Hello, Lula. How have you been? I've been reading. Cassidy just scoffs in the corner. What? I don't mind her. You know she's always in a mood. More like the mood is her. So, um... <laughs> at this point, at this point, when she scoffs, McQuackens is gonna turn and scream really high-pitched because he didn't even notice her. And I'm not... <laughs> Cassidy quite literally rips her ears off. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to do that without making an attack she's, roll against yourself. She's, she's undead. She's stitched together. She's held oh, together I'll allow stitches. it. Oh, yeah, no, no. Well, when you put it like that, I mean, I just thought you'd want to not do that for vanity, you know? No, Cassidy doesn't have any vainness to her. She's true neutral. She knows that she's dead. Okay, so as she I respect that. I respect off, the emotional honesty. As as she rips her ears off, McQuackens is now going to migrate to the nearest chair and lift up his kimono just above his knees while he is tiptoeing in place and now screaming like he's seen a mouse. Quackens, you can stop. So all here is something of the nature. She just ripped off her ears. So I've seen people rip off worse. To be fair, I don't know if I want you to explain that. Well, not. Oh, hey, buddy. I'm more disturbed by the met. By the metal man who used to fix things onto him. Where is he, by the way? <laughs> oh, um, oh, um, he exploded. He... Yeah, he oh, he, he did. Exploded. I'll make it quick. He went to this this staircase, and he's like, "Oh, look, a salt!" And I'm like, "Don't need to touch the salt." And he's like, "I'm gonna touch the salt." And he's like. I gotta touch the sword. And I'm like, don't you touch the sword. And then he touched the sword, and then he fell apart, and he died. Yeah. You see a frown? Then a smile. Then... Alright, sounds about right for him. It does. It... Oh, so. and the worst part was, 
I think I got slapped by his dinghy as he fell apart. I think his last act was to cock-slap me. Good riddance. Well, I think I should at least honour him with the story. You know, no. posterity. We're good. Alright, if you say, if you say. Alright, so, now that we're all here, um, it's been two days since we've eaten, and all I've had is a floor's worth of berries. Yes, floor is a unit of berries. Look it up. It was half a pound. Alright. Uh, okay, so it takes a half a pound to make a floor, but okay. <clears throat> I, I already had my ration of food for the day, and I've only got six left. Does anybody else need to eat? Where does Lula keep her blueberries? In my bag of holding. Okay, noted. Um, so McQuackens is going to pull out a uh, medium stack of bread. So uh, I would like to roll a perception check. On? The room. Okay. <laughs> You've been in this room for about 12 hours, but okay, go ahead and make a perception check. Um, 27. You notice a lot of books in the room, and you also notice, quite suddenly, the unmistakable aura of an unseen servant as it comes to replace the candles with fresh ones. You can feel it brushing the air around you as it wafts in and out of the room silently. So I don't sense anybody that's not in my group in the room? Other than the unseen servant that changed the candles? Correct. Hmm... Cassidy is just going to go up to the bookshelves and start taking each individual book out, looking at the cover, seeing if it uh, has anything to do with what she wants, and then shoving it back in the bookshelf haphazardly. No. Very well. You may roll... Please be careful. You may roll a d10. Or, sorry. D11. Actually, because there's 11 books. To see which books you take and what they are. I got a seven. You have found Syrian's Deeds, Volume 1 through 4. The collections of the Knight of Syrian and his valorous deeds over the years. First edition. It is worth 25,000 golds. Holy shit, 25,000 gold. What the fuck? Let me read it first. Let very... me read it first. It is literally the very first copy of a book so rare that getting it even in print now is hard. 
a DM. Mm-hmm. With my passive um, perception being 25, do I notice any blueberries that Bickle has missed? Oh, there are so many that he's missed. I'm going to slowly uh, start. Go ahead and... go ahead, give me a D12. See how many he's missed. Okay. That's for shits and giggles. Why not, right? He has two. missed two berries. All right, so you I'm... find a couple berries that Bickle has missed. <clears throat> Pardon me. And try to stay in the shadows while you retrieve them. Yes. Bickle is going to munch on some bread he had for his day's worth of food. And he's uh, he's going to pull out his vial of unlimited water realize it's water, I put it down and then take out his ale and start drinking it. McQuackens is going to come off the chair as he sits down and he's he's just silent. Very well. You sit silently, silently on the chair. And do you want to roll for another book? I'll roll for another book, yeah. Go right ahead. <clears throat> Four. The theories on divine beauty. Reading this book will give you one level of paladin. This book, there is only one copy remaining, and it is in your hands. It's worth 50,000 gold. DM? seems to take these books, read titles, and shove them in her bag. I'm going to actually, I'm going to land Cassidy's shoulder. And I'm just going to cock my head like a normal owl would do and pretend just to be a normal owl while I while I scan the books to see if I can see anything about poison. Ah, well, here's the thing. These books don't have any obvious names. Cassie However, just looks to do... the owl and says, hmm, strange looking chicken. We don't have a rashes for Theodore. Perhaps this will do. Uh, oh. Start to pull out a blade. And uh, Bickle pulls out a sausage. Goes, I... Will this do? It's a tuna sausage. I pack them because they're one of my favorites. I immediately turn my head full 360 before setting my gaze upon the one with the knife and just watching him. Watching them. Oh, seriously, it's it's a little on the dry side, but it's still a good nosh. Um, and Bickle is going to throw a tuna sausage towards the cat. Theodore growls at the sausage, 
and then bites the end of it and drags it away into a dark corner and eat it because he doesn't want anybody to look at him. <laughs> uh, fair. Now, I have to ask, what kind of sausage does your cat like? <laughs> because that's not a question a DM has ever had to ask before. This is a tuna sausage. Is this something that would be up their alley? Definitely. Probably, yeah. I'm just thinking out loud that some cats just don't do sauces. They can't handle spice. Um, Theodore... She is spicy. No, Theodore also doesn't purely have cat senses. Okay. Obviously, I, I told you everything, right, about Theodore's character? Oh, I suppose. I suppose this is just sort of fuel to the cat. Yeah. It's not food, it's fuel. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, my respect, my, my apologies, I, I forgot that. Okay, so, who wants to roll for their next book? Me. Wait, wait, DM, you don't know, yes. I, did I not tell you Theodore's backstory? It's it's actually pretty important. He's human. He's human and he's basically well, No, you did stuff. tell me, I was just, I had momentarily forgotten because... I have remembered so many facts about so many characters. It's insane. Okay, I was just like, I was like, oh shit, I hope I did not tell it because that's really, really important. No, no, it's in fact, it is a cat that is not so much a cat that is being controlled by a magician in a bed far, far away trying to rekindle his youth, I believe. Ding, ding. Yeah, he should, yeah, basically. You're a saint for remembering and people all say I don't story. pay attention. A saint. So while Lula goes and makes her roll, I'm just gonna be pecking at the uh, at the book spines, trying to pull some out. Very well. So go ahead and roll a d11. See which book you pull out. Hey, Doug. Yes. I messaged you. Very well. One moment. Whatever book. Apollo the owl pecks at. Uh, Echo's going to try and help uh, the bird get it off the shelf and onto the floor so it's open for reading purposes. D&D, where you just automatically trust why an owl wants a book. I mean, it's it's Faye. This isn't out of the ordinary. For that, is, that is true. Um... Shut also, also, I can't really communicate with you guys, so, well, I can, but I just choose not to, so I, I, okay, you so... probably won't be hearing my name for a while. You can talk with the cat. All right, so, okay, so, as all this happens, um, Sir Quackington has just messaged me saying he would also like to select a book behind everyone's back. Not letting on that he is also trying to make away with something rather nice. Go ahead and roll a d11. Okay, so Lula got a four and I got a three. Okay, so with a four, uh, that one was already taken, but a three is the Book of Maldorpheus. So I'm going to get you, Dom, to re-roll. The Book of Maldorpheus. 
story of one of the greatest wizards of all time, but he was known as so eccentric that his ideas wouldn't be accepted for eons. In fact, they're still working on it. I rolled a 10, Doug. So, wait, who do you want to re-roll? Oh, 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 roll. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong. With a ten, you find the book, The Master's Plan. As you open it, seeing blank pages, immediately going to turn the page as a portal opens in front of you and swallows you whole. The book closes shut. Oh my god. Mr. Crackington has been lost. What? I go to investigate the book that he was holding and disappeared into. You open the book, flipping from page to page to page, nothing happens. You you pick it up, you shake it, you, you rip pages out, nothing happens. I, I want to use detect magic on the book. Like, can I see what kind of magic it was? You can definitely try. All right, um, so for the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in this area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The cell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, one, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. So I can learn, like, what magic it is. True. But can you learn it when the magic is expended? Do I need to roll for that? Wait just a moment. Lula, are you talking oh, about the magic as here? I want to find out what magic was in the book that sucked him up because okay so problem is that the magic has already been cast so the book is now inert <sighs> where did the duck king go the spell's gone and there's magic no more. Yeah. Gone. I'm going to go ahead and do a check on the book that I have. Uh, what kind of check do you want me to roll? Um, you can either do a history check, a investigation check, arcana check. You can do any kind of check you want, and I'll, I'll fill you in on that little detail. Okay. Um, All right. I think... Now's the time that I fill in the rest of what just happened. Huh? You certainly may. So, 
As the Duck King opened the book and the magic spell activated, he was sucked through and teleported back to the land that he roamed to take care of his people and rule over his lands. He has decided to retire his character, good friend. A happy, a, a wonderful character, and an opportunity for a new one, correct? Yes. Correct. And because he has gone off to do his own ducky thing, we may yet see the duck in the future as time goes on. So... That was the that was the plan for either this session or next session, and I decided that because this room was full of so many wonderful items, uh, that uh, magical teleportation book was probably one of them, and I rolled just right. Perfect. We love it. This is a final adieu to Sir Quacker. I knew you that long. He's very serendipitous. <laughs> he can be a pain in the ass some days. Well, to be fair, you rolled the uh, the eleven. All I did was, well, go with it. And I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, we actually talked out of game about when it happens naturally, just let it happen. He's not going to fight it. Like, oh, okay. And well, here comes a book that's supposed to throw you into a random plane. So sure, his home plane. Why not? I'll be nice. Hmm. It's it's not that I didn't want to continue playing McQuackens. McQuackens is a good character. Uh, he's pretty straightforward. Uh, however, I have decided to move on with a new character that I am sure all of you are going to enjoy once I finish uh, doing the creation portion of it. Uh, but with my character going back to his homeland tonight, uh, now... I am going to go ahead and bid everybody adieu for the evening, and I wish you guys the best of luck in the game, the rest of the game. Night! We'll be, uh, Night. We'll be missing you and expecting a new character to... I've got this, Hans. Alright, so, as the duck disappears, Bickle looks at the book and goes, I have suddenly lost an interest in reading. Has anybody else... Uh, maybe, yeah. And you see me just kind of pecking the book I found, trying to find more more out about it. Echo pushes a book that she was about to take herself back onto the shelf. <laughs> fun whatsoever. <laughs> Are you, like, being, like, very, very gentle? What are we talking about here? Super gentle, like... <laughs> I have never touched it. Cassie's still pulling out books and reading them with really no regard or care about her life whatsoever because she's not alive. <laughs> Some of us self others so Stop. as yeah. our dearly departed duck departs ooh alliteration <laughs> we find everyone staring at this book now gently placed back from whence it came or 
Close enough too. What do you guys want to do? Um. Would you guys like to go to the next room or whatever it takes us to? I'm trying uh, to find more uh, more about the book I have. To another room. Uh, again, well. Perhaps. But yes. I don't think we have any choice but to venture forward, do we? It's not uh, like we can go back. The Book of Gerard. This one talks about an ancient druid that lived such a perfect life that they were almost considered to be not quite a god, but a prophet of druidics. It gives you one level of druid. Wait, who finds that? You do. Oh no! I, I was investigating the um, the book of Maldorfus. Oh, the Maldorfus. Oh, yeah, my mistake. Yeah, that, that was the one I pulled up. Oh, Maldorfus. Yes, the book of Maldorfus about an ancient wizard who, using methods that weren't even understood back when they were first written, and were said they will only be understood in the future, but they're still working on it. Uh, with that, you find out that this has. Very, very old spells in it. Ones that have been known only to the ancients. And will give you plus one to any wizard level. Or 50,000 gold. I'm gonna cry. I would take it because I know exactly what I'm gonna be using it towards. Just, just know I love you, DM. I'm gonna cry. Stop being greedy. You guys greedy. can trade stuff, you know. I'm not gonna stop you, Frank. No, she's she doesn't want to trade. She wants the gold. No, she no, she wants the item. A free level on Theodore is a free level on Theodore. Right? But I want to see what Dom does with. The, I want to see what Dom does with the with the class. One board. One, and I don't even need on a third class. What do I need a third class for? Echo. Yes, yes. One board. Well, what two boards. Anti-magic. Sorry, anti-gravity flying. Uh, I already have it. No. Oh, I know. You, you asked. You want he wants to be able to do it too. That sounds fun. <sighs> you guys are making something really complicated out of something not complicated. Isn't that what we're good so, at? Exactly that, yes, I know. So, would you guys like to leave or take a chance with another book? Uh, I will take a chance with one more book. Very well. Go ahead and roll that d11. Six. The book Groomum's Works, Volumes 2 through 5. This is a book that contains something that is only known to the older race of orcs. 
This is a tale of their very first hero. This is priceless to orc kind. I will tuck it away. Well, I'll hold on to it, and I'm just going to stay on the shoulder of uh, casting. All right. What do you guys want to do next? Head out, or would you like to ch take a chance at another book? I, I would I like want to head out. Go ahead. Is yeah, that... I would like to head out. I agree with Echo. Very well. Who wants to roll the D100? I will. 16. Okay, room 16. You find not but a corridor. This corridor is cool and smells of cooking grease. There's an oily film to the walls and floors and several objects, including a scholar, floating in all. Beyond the objects at the other end of the hall is another portal. As soon as we go in, I'm going to uh, you again. It is a very, very short corridor. That may be. That may be, but if I can roll high enough, anything's possible. Am I wrong? not the DM, for you are crunchy and taste good with ketchup. Our roll. Am I allowed to? You certainly can try. Five. Very well. Which direction did you want to go? I thought there was only one direction, the hallway. Yes, but you said that you want to go either forward or back, because it's a very narrow hallway. In fact, I'm sending you a picture now. It's only about five feet long. I'm going to be going back, and I'm just going to be hanging out of acting like I've disappeared. So you're just going to hover silently above them. Very well, I will allow it. Yep. Everybody else, what do you want to do? Um. Of course. Um, I look forward and try and roll perception just to check and be wary for traps or the like. Very well. You said there's grease on the walls. Is the grease... Oh, yes. Thick, oily cooking grease. It's 
Okay, do you guys ever go to a place that has a deep fat fire and it goes so long that the grease starts to stick to the walls? No. It's called keeping it I've, clean. I've worked in places well, like Well, yes, that's why I'm asking if you've ever been to a place like that, because there's not supposed to be places like that. Anyways, uh, 17 with a plus 5 is another 22. Okay, 17. You look off at the objects floating in front of you, and only two words immediately pop in your skull. Gelatinous cube. It's a jelly blob, motherfuckers. <laughs> ah! Is there any way to get through it? I don't think we've startled Last it yet. Last time I checked, killing it was an option. A very valid option, too. It's um... not like we're... It's a mindless creature. It doesn't mind. Trust me, I'll ask. Do you mind? Look, it has no mind. Uh, I, I, mm, I'm not, Lula's not comfortable with gelatinous cubes. Okay, uh, I mean, do you know what a fear of gelatinous cubes is called? No. Common sense. I have a solution for, I have a solution for me and my fae friend, but. Otherwise, for you larger folk, I believe we just have to clear this obstacle and get past it. I'm just going to stay hidden away from the gelatinous cube. I am going to fly up really to be next to Echo yet. because Echo's the only one I trust right now. No, but I was able to hear whenever Echo shouted that it was a gelatinous Oh, cube. I suppose. Good point. And as an owl, your hearing would be impeccable. Very well. So, as you listen to this conversation, knowing that this gelatinous cube is nothing to be trifled with, what do you guys want to do? Back back into the room from whence you came and try again? Or go forward? Is there a portal behind us again, right? Since you are all half through it, like I said, five-foot corridor, kind of small, half of it's gelatinous cube, two and a half feet ain't a lot of feet, you guys are half in it. Okay, so we have to get to the other one if we want another random outcome room. So, I'd say we just have to start hitting it. Issue being, I'm a bard. I have no way of hitting this thing. Um... And Bickle is going to pull out two swords and a crystal dagger and say, 
If you're a bald and you're not prepared, now you are. And he g gives you the ones to pick from, whether you want a dagger or short swords. Out of game talk, it's not about weapons. It's about what types of weapons do hit him. It, I do have a magic sword, but I'm not sure whether poking a gelatinous glob does anything. That's that's in-game talk. Like Whether or not out of game it actually does damage, that's up to me. Role-playing-wise, Echo's like, I'm going to stab a blob. What's that going to do? So hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, um, I see your so point. That, thing... that makes sense. Um, She's going to still try. She's still going to try, but... <laughs> She's so, opening up the conversa conversation for the wizards to blow things up. Well, because I was going to say, a gelatinous cube, it just, it the whole entire thing is like a mouth, right? It's basically a walking jello. Okay. Can I use my couple of random poisons where any more than a couple of drops will kill anyone instantly and drop some poison onto the gelatinous cube so it can absorb it and digest um, it? First, I'm going to get you to make a medicine check. Medicine? This is going to be part 19. of your role. Trust me. 19? Yep. As you look at your little chemistry set thinking, I wonder what I can throw in this, you realize, oh shit, I don't know what chemical this is made out of. What if I throw in the wrong thing and it gets worse? What? You mean I didn't roll good enough? Oh no, you definitely rolled good enough. You know that this is no ordinary gelatinous cube, though. You've never seen this kind before. Oh? Correct. I didn't want to spoil the surprise. Hey, DM. Yes? I'm going to be a total dick right now. No. How? I'm going to use compelled duel against the cube, so it slowly starts to make its way towards us. But while Why? Um, wait, and then while he's doing that, while he's luring it towards us, can I also use cause fear? Cause uh, fear causes it to have to, every time, take a uh, saving throw in order to not be frightened. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. First, the compelled duel, a creature. This is not a creature. This is an ooze. This is technically a construct. Ah, hell. Okay. Never mind then. Sorry. As if you may recall, oozes were made by the discards of a god when they were just fiddling with stuff. That is true. I didn't see that. It, it was only for a creature. My bad. I respect that. As Hey, we all make mistakes. So... Last but not least, uh, as you cast fear, it does not take hold as they are immune to being frightened.
Everyone, roll initiative. Uh, does it does uh, it take up the entire length of the ceiling? Uh, yes. It is like a fleshy wall. Or a nat one. Cube wall, rather. This is the good time when a nat one does you no harm. Because he, they also get a nat one. Okay, so first in the order is... Cassidy got a... 21. Cassidy got 10, and uh, Theodore got... What's uh, Theodore's plus to initiative? Nothing. Uh, six. So 10 and 6, and Echo got... Got it? Okay, so, and I'm going to roll for Bickle. That's also a one. <coughs> what the hell? I know, right? <coughs> so, first in the order is Apollo. Um... I'm I'm going to attempt to break line break line of sight and go behind somebody and try to do a stealth check to get out of combat. The only way to get out of combat is to leave the room. Then I hmm. I guess I'm just gonna approach upon Bickle's shoulder. Oh, I have an owl on my shoulder. Oh, it's been a while since I felt a hooter on me. And that is it. All right, next in the order is Cassandra. What do you want? Or Cassidy. It's my turn. Huh? Okay, I have to figure out what to do because all of my spells are don't work against constructs. So I have to... I don't know if you heard that, but, um, yeah, none of my spells work against Constructs, so I have to figure out what I'm doing. Um, I guess I'll Witch Bolt it. Alright, you certainly can try. So, is that an attack roll, or... Yeah. Okay, I... a beam of crackling blue energy lances out to a creature within a range, sustained an arc. Okay, so... I got a 13. Well, it's armor class is uh, 6, so that hits. D12. Um, hold on, let me grab my D12. Nine. 
Okay, so. And then I hold the spell, so next turn I automatically do the damage next turn. That is correct. All right, so next, and is that the end of your turn? Or are you going to do any movement? No. Very well. Wait. Next in the order is Lula. What do you want to do? Okay. Um. So what I would like to use is, can I cast... I want to find it so I have it pulled up. Force Cage on it, on the construct and shrink it. There is literally not enough room to get around it to cage it with. It is taking up <sighs> everything. Uh... Am I allowed to try to use some kind of bonus action or opportunity to just kind of sink my talons in the big old shoulder and just see if I can pull them towards the duel? The portal? Uh, no, that would be considered to be uh, an action. So okay. you'd have to either my wait apologies. till your turn or, yeah. My apologies. So, Lula, you were saying? Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what to do. There's not much I can do. Um, hold on, let me... Sorry, I'm looking at stuff. Ah! You gotta choose something quick, though. You gotta stay with the no! uh, flow of battle. Even if it sucks, take a, take a chance. Can I use my adamantian spear to hit it? Can certainly try. Uh, I don't know. It just says I get a plus 20 to hit. Yep, so you just roll for your attack plus 20. So am I rolling a... So unless a you're 20? rolling that one, you're gonna hit. Am I adding anything else to that? Like, to hit? I don't know how you could. Okay. How can you add something to a net? Can, how can you add something to a... Oh, by the way, add 20. 28. All right. A 28 hits. Roll for damage. Uh, it doesn't give me uh, dice to roll for damage for it. Oh, 4d12. 4d12. My memory serves to the adamantium lance, yes. I believe you're also able to retrieve that as it is unbreakable. 29, good hit. However, it is currently inside the gelatinous cube. Oh, shit. So it just goes in with a brutal, and you see it quiver and shake and still come towards you. Ah! Uh... Um, 
that the end of your turn? Yeah, that's the end of it. I'm going to move back from the mass, though, so it doesn't try to get me. You do so. Echo, what do you want to do? All right, fairly simple turn. Uh, so I'm going to be using my action to cast the Blessed spell. Okay. Um, so I get three targets, and these three targets get a bonus to uh, attack that they make um, the targets are going to be Bickle uh, the Owl and Lula so it's uh, it's advantage or uh, I'll give you the actual specifics um, whenever you make an attack roll or saving throw so saving throws against spells you also, you get to add a d4 to the number Okay. Hey, DM, check your messages. Sounds like a plan. And uh, aside from that, I'm going to use another uh, Bardic Inspiration die and give that to... Uh, we'll give that to uh, Apollo as well. So you have a D8 uh, Inspiration die as well. Uh, you might want to go ahead and use it on someone else. I actually have to go. I have some, someone of an emergency over here. You got it, Dom. I yep. hope that nothing's uh, a major issue. I apologize for that. Uh, D8 goes to Pickle. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, okay. See you guys. Okay, D8 goes to Pickle. All right, so I'm just going to scratch off our good friend Apollo. So next in the order is Theo. What do you want to do? So I'm having a hard time because uh, Theo, like, this is who I'm actually having a hard time with, is Theo's a necromancer. So all of his spells are necromancy, so none of them would work on this. And he also doesn't use weapons because he's a cat. Oh no, a challenge from the DM. How dare I? So um, I'm wondering whether I should pass the turn or so give me a second to look up, to look up, like, my spells. Because I have so many spells that I need to look them up. Well, cats do have claws. I mean... But that only does 1d8 of damage, and it's also an acid creature question. So, like, I don't... Yeah. I never said what it was, because I said it was a creature you had never encountered before. And again, Or Theo, a type of Theo, gelatinous cube you've never encountered before. And Theo would be the type of person to be suspect of that. That is actually um, uh, so actually no um Theo's going to use gravity sinkhole right in the middle and I'm not going to he's not gonna care which of his party mates are around it and if they get sucked into it. Okay, and gravity sinkhole, one moment. Okay, a twenty foot radius sphere of crushing forest forms around a spot you can see within range. Uh, on a constitution saving throw, 5d10 force damage. Ooh. Yeah, and he's, he, yeah, he's not going to care. All right, so it, it makes it. Well, it's constitution's plus five. Uh, DC 14. 22. Oh. I have a DC 14. So you take half damage. 
it takes 5d10 force damage cut in half. So, 26 cut in half. 13 damage. That still hurts. Next and everyone in the order is, is... And everyone... Wait, wait, wait. But everyone is in range of that, so everybody, like, Lula and everybody also has to take that throw. Don't they? Oh, no. In fact, you can have this for the center of the gelatinous cube so they don't take damage. It is directly I mean, I'm not sure Theodore. I'm not sure Theodore would care about the lives of everybody else, but sure, we'll go with that. Let's just say that party killing is something a cat would definitely consider but be too lazy to do. Oh, it's not that the cat would be too... Actually, he would be more than happy to do it. He would not be too lazy to do it. Oh. He actually bad to watch everybody burn. Very well. Everyone make a saving throw. What kind is the constitution again? Yeah, constitution. See, the thing is that Cassidy Cassidy would be more willing to save everybody. Theodore, on the other hand, wants to watch everybody die. That's the mistake we made there. Nat 20, Bickle is safe. <clears throat> and since he was actually next in the order, he is going to take advantage of that and he's going to use a vicious mockery against the gelatinous cube. Because it might not be able to understand language. Or, Pratt, if it's not able to understand language. It can't hear whatsoever, so verbal. Okay, it can't be blinded, charmed, deafened, exhausted, frightened, or prone. I have to look into this now. Can you vicious mockery a gelatinous cube? You unleash a string of within range it must succeed on a wisdom saving 1d4 psychic damage which increases 1d4 per level so it doesn't actually doesn't need to understand doesn't have a brain for psychic damage uh like don't you have to have a brain no, because you're using psychic powers against it. So it would be... It would be like force damage in this case. I don't know. That's confusing. It does say here that it need not understand you, so... Alright, so it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. That's going to be difficult for it. Its wisdom is negative two. Sixteen. It needed to beat a nineteen. So it takes 
44 damage. Okay, I have to think of an insult to a gelatinous cube now. Hey, did you hear I fucked your sister Jello last night? I apologize for nothing. Okay. It takes 11 damage. Next to the order is the gelatinous cube. It is going to push forward. And by the way, who is in order here? Um, technically, Cassidy and Theodore, you would be in the front of the uh, the group, would you not? I think so. They probably actually no. Like usually, being the first to attack in a hallway, you would have to be first, would you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, it's not a very big hallway. It's like one person wide, so. Cassidy and Theo together. Like, big old shoulders touch the walls. Two Faye fluttering above, kind of behind her, and Bickle behind as well. Is that the order, more or less? Okay, so it would then reach out specifically. Yep, so it would then reach out for Cassidy, who is currently zapping it with a witch bolt, if my memory uh, serves. Yeah, that's what Cassidy's doing. All right, and it moves to engulf you. Make a dexterity saving throw. Cassidy? Sorry, I'm trying to find my goddamn dice. Oh, okay. For a second there, I thought we lost you. No, I'm also trying to figure out my decks, because, um... So, for each of my character sheets, I have four sheets. And so I have two characters, so I have eight sheets of paper in front of me. Uh... No disrespect, but I have a binder for each of you. I'm actually going to cast, uh, with my reaction, Silvery Barbs. Oh, very nice. This is going to give... And, by the way, I don't mean, like, big, thick binder. I mean, like, 30-page binder of notes. <laughs> Wonderful. So, this is a disadvantage to the Atlantis scribbles. <laughs> and it Cassidy on this next saving throw. Okay, so... I got a 15. As it goes to engulf you... Uh, on a failed save, the cube enters the creature's space. Creature takes 3d6 acid damage while also being anesthetized. Did you, you are take unconscious for 1d4 minutes. Did you take disadvantage because, the because of the silvery barbs? 
So Charlie cast a silvery barb, so I got advantage, and the cube was. Oh, that's right. Hold on. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I only saw you rolled one. Oh, hold on. You lucky son of a frig. <laughs> As it reaches out to you, barely missing. You can feel what feels almost numb against your skin as it almost grazes the hairs on your arm. It moves back with a <laughs> And next in the order is Cassidy, what do you want to do? Um Cassidy's con uh gonna continue which bolt. Pretty much unfazed, um by Very well, please continue to do so. Okay, uh, hold on, let me do my d12. Are you punking the cube? No, she just has no nerves, so when you said she feels things, she doesn't feel shit. Are you punking? Basically. Yeah, she is basically punking the cube. Oh. Five. Okay, so, you're Wednesday Adams, I get it. Well, no, she's literally dead. No, no, I mean, as in... You have the same distemper. Yes, 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 yes. Big bingo, yeah. bingo, 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 bingo. Yeah, Cassidy basically, yeah, is Wednesday Adams, and Theodore is like the spicier spice. Wednesday, like Cassidy doesn't give a shit about anybody, but then Theodore's like, I will use all of you as science experiments. Thing. Yes. Uh, so thing, if it was yes. a cat. Yes. Basically. All right. So, what does Cassidy want to do to this gelatinous cube? It. She. She continued witch bolt and did five damage. Five damage. Thank you. And at this point, now a gelatinous cube can't really look bloody, but you get what I'm getting at. It looks broke. So, next in the order is Lulu. Um. Uh, next in the order is. Oh. I want to fire. Wanna, I, I have my crossbow. I want to fire at it with my crossbows. You certainly can try. Twenty-three. Twenty-three hits. Roll for damage. And are you using like a, a special dart or something? Or are you just using a regular no, bolt? No, it's, it's just regular bolts. Very well, so go ahead and roll for damage. Twelve. <laughs> 
you fire with a... You notice that it quivers, almost as if it's going through the throes of death. Next in the order is Echo. What do you want to do? Um, Echo's just going to follow up on the string of insults from Bickle. Slimy, slimy blobs really like should, it. Slimy blobs really shouldn't be bothering standing up so tall, shouldn't they? And uh, that's another vicious mockery. Uh, so two uh, d four psychic damage, and disadvantage on its next attack. Oh my Bickle Bickle. damage. No 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 this was the cubes roll. Oh you mock this thing to death. Roll for damage. Uh it was only formality. It was four. Only four damage. So yes, you mock this thing to death as it and goes into a puddle on the floor. You see with a clank and a clink, different objects start falling out as you see a sword, a shield, a skull, and many other small objects clatter to the floor as the cube of anesthesia drips through the cracks in the floor. And that is where we are going to end tonight's game. Oh, I want to quickly grab up my adamantium spear and make sure I get it back. Yes, Lula. Oh, that, yes, that is is more than acceptable. Okay. And there was someone else, I believe, had something to mention? we're, We're fairly good. Uh, we'll get to uh, looting next time. <laughs> All right. Just want to make sure everyone, you know, e- equally had their say. All right. And again, everyone, thanks for listening, especially those at Primus Sharp Edge Dice. Don't forget to take a look at their dice. We're going to be starting our contest again in about a week to see who this time will be getting maybe the same pair of uh, Blood and Glory dice or Blood and Honor, rather, or maybe a different set. Who knows? We're going to find out. Also, to the guys at Gamma Radio. Again, I... Freaking hilarious. Don't forget to check out Faye Earth. That's on tour. That's podcast. D&D Adventure. All of them. Check them out on our Twitter. We said lots of love, especially Lizards and Locations, which I believe would give the OGL 1.1 a run for its money at this point. Like, is it Dungeons and Dragons? No, it's, it's Lizards and Locations. All right. Again, everyone, thanks for listening. Night. Bye.